calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. I was thinking, like, uh, is this going to be like a, like the kiss unmasking? Are we going to absolutely get to see Mr. Tequila? Are we going to oh, finally man. see what this guy looks like? And there's a fucking <laughs> pic the picture that we throw up online all the time. Mr. Tequila, <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome back to the Toddcast Podcast, buddy. Right on, man. Thanks for having me. Big day in the States. Oh, yeah. Wow controversial but you know what uh it, i see what i see what's been happening for it's been happening for the last couple of years everyone uh, like i'm not i'm not for trump or against biden i just you know what i mean because there's so many you, you you voice your opinion for trump and you got fucking thousands of people wanting to kill you people have lost their jobs or lost their jobs because but i just decided to see what the what was going on with the fake news stuff right you know about the fake news mm. i thought it was just trump yapping that all the time talking fake news until i actually went and checked some of the stuff but there's a lot of stuff that's obviously when you have a smartphone you see all the stuff that's not on the news and it paints quite the picture of censorship and i don't know if you guys heard about that but big tech is just totally censoring any conservative views and it's just it's playing a role in this election right now oh I mean, a lot of fraudulent ballots like wow Wow, I, I know, right? And uh, I, I think, regardless of however it, it it plays out, you know, there's going to be the next little while in the states is as a clusterfuck to say the least. Wow, yeah, and you know what? Like, like put it this way: when you see all these major cities board up the downtown right there, they knew something, right? They obviously know Trump was going to win, but why would they board up? They're not boarding up if Biden wins, right? So I think shit just hadn't hit the fan yet because there's been no clear-cut winner and both these guys aren't going to cede the elections or concede, right? So, but it's, you know, like, did you see that stuff that was on about Joe Biden and his kid, how corruption and how they got, you know, they benefited from China and Ukraine? Did you see any of that? Millions of dollars, yeah. Yeah, that was like damaging. Like if I was a voter and I saw that, if I'm in the States, like we're Canadians, we're no better either, boy. Look at the, we got three major scandals in Canadian politics. Nobody even gives a fuck. Everyone's solely going on the American election. Like we got a crook in office, our own crook. We don't even care. He's got three scandals, made money off this company. His family benefited just like these Bidens. 
And, you know, this is what liberals do. This is what Democrats do. They take, take, take. Right. But I'm, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm conservative up here in Canada, but I still have very liberal views. I'm, I'm all for multiculturalism, gay rights. I'm we, living in Vancouver. We got all that stuff, right? Living in Vancouver, you just, it just comes to you. And I, I love everybody equally. Right. But to see a lot of these minorities vote for Trump, that tells you something. If he's this big white supremacist guy that they keep saying for the last four years, why are black and minorities voting for this guy? Right. Latinos, like he had tons. That's why they're saying the elections where it is. All the polls were all wrong, saying that all oh, Trump, uh, Biden was going to just whitewash Trump, no problem. And then all of a sudden, these minority people, blacks, Latinos, you know, Asian Americans, they all came out and supported Donald Trump. So that just kind of erased the uh, white supremacist theory, right? It really is uh, amazing how close that race is. And as I'm, and not, I'm truly not a political guy. Yeah. Um, well, everybody, everybody's on the edge of their seat because, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to see, I, we have many American friends. And of course, we don't want to see the country go to shit. And you know what I mean? I think there is a clear choice. I would have made my choice. I'm not saying what it is, but I, I saw there was a clear choice. I saw there was some corruption on the one side. And sure, there was this other guy yapping and being on Twitter. Yeah, that's not very presidential-like. But he did do what he said he was going to do, and the economy's booming. You know what I mean? So if I'm an American, I want to keep working and providing for my family and what have you. I don't want to go into another lockdown like the other guy was talking. So I think it was a pretty clear choice. Yeah, but I mean, Trump's just such a piece of shit, though, bro. Yeah, and that's, that's, his, that's his main knock. You have to get past that. Like, he is. <laughs> right? You, you got to get past that. the knock like, that he's a but complete... You know what, all, for what, what, what got me was what the media was saying about this guy. This Everyone in the world is against this guy, and he's still overcoming the odds. Like, 51% of Americans are still voting for the guy. So, obviously, he's, you know, people like what he says, right? But... Yeah, well, I think it's the people that are like, you know, though, right? he, he doesn't take any shit. He doesn't need any financial support from people. He can say whatever he wants to say kind of thing. Yeah, and, and you and you know why they hate him? Because know. he's not a politician. He's just this outsider, right? He's, he's just, a guy that 2015, yeah. oh, there's no way he's going to do it. Everyone hated the guy right from the start. And sure enough, he won. And then he's going to get reelected. You know what I mean? Like, it's it'd be tough, you know. But as soon as you say you're a Trump supporter down the states, people are like, people have been fired. For even saying that, or kids saying at school that they support Donald Trump, the teachers are censoring them, and I just think that that's bad. It should be an e equal playing field. Yeah, for both. For both, right? Outside of uh, you know, of course, that's eating up the, the our conversation as the last couple of days. But uh, outside of that, and then we'll get into a little bit of COVID. How's COVID for uh, for the tequila household? You guys, uh, well, are, are you dealing with it, or have you got a good little? Are you in a stride now, or? Yeah, we're, we're kind of used to it now, right? But like I said, there's no family dinners. There's no friends. And, you know, we've had uh, COVID birthdays where nobody's there, right? And then we had a COVID Halloween. So it's a totally different world. But you know what? My son is six years old. He understands this. We explained it to him. He said, look, there's a lot of sick people. He knows about it. The washing habits are really good. It just kind of sucks. But we all have to do our part. And these fucking yahoos downtown talking about no mask. You guys are a bunch of fucking retards. Those fucking idiots putting up that, uh, that protest downtown. You guys are fucking idiots. They should charge these guys. They're walking around anti-mask. What the fuck? Th this stuff works, right? Us pissy well, those it's... guys down there. What the fuck I mean, are they thinking? Dude, it's insane. The 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 Halloween night in uh, downtown Vancouver on uh, Granville Street 
was so big that it was making cross Canada news. Like how fucking big that gathering was. Yeah. Wow. You know, and our case have been going up. Like we're, we're heading for like, obviously this is the second wave is hit as hard. Like what well, it's been a couple thousand the last couple of days. It's like, wow, yeah, it's big. man. Wow. So like even our employment, luckily I have an employer that we were able to keep working, but you know, we have strict protocols in place and there's still the odd case that comes up. So, you know, I don't like being that close to some of these cases, but we're taking all the precautions. We wear the mask, we wash our hands. We limit to how many people are we're interacting with, even though we like you guys, we can't see you guys. Obviously that, that sucks. But it's like that, even with our relatives, I had two uncles pass away that we couldn't have a funeral for. So I take exception to these fucking people downtown protesting masks when I can't even have a funeral for my two of my beloved uncles. Fuck you guys. Well said. Uh, what else is making your radar tequila? I'm curious. Uh, uh, all these people, uh, the, the Calgary flames, uh, all half our team went to Calgary flames. It's like, fuck Canuck fans. Just back it up. We got a good fucking team here. Like we lost Markstrom. Markstrom played good, but look how long it's taken Markstrom to play good for us. The fucking kids are 32 now. He was going to shoot for the moon contract. So obviously we can't afford him. We're not going to pay him 6 million when we got two of the best players in NHL coming up. Hughes, who's going to want 11 million and Peterson or Pedersen, who's going to want fucking 11.5 million. We right. have to give it to him. So we need money to, for these guys. So Markstrom, he wasn't staying, but look who we picked up. Braden Holtby. Holtby. And awesome. He's good. But you know what? There's an expansion uh, pick protocols right now. So if you kept Markstrom assigned him for that money, either him or Demko has got to be exposed. And you don't want to expose Demko. He's good too. We want to keep him. He's right. the goalie in the future. Right. So Holtby, He's still a good goalie that will play some additional minutes, but if we have to expose somebody, Holtby will be there. And if they, you know, Seattle wants to take him, go ahead. But we right. lost Tanev. Look how good Tanev played for us in the playoffs, which was fucking awesome. The Canucks yeah. kicked ass this year out of nowhere, won three rounds. Like, unbelievable. But Tanev, look how he played. Tanev played awesome all year round. What? Why? Contract year, right? So it's his last contract. <laughs> you got to make sure you play real well to get that money. That's why. They can go into Calgary. Tanev, he's there. Uh, Levo's there. We lost Troy Stetcher, which kind of sucks. I kind of liked him. We like all these guys, but we did get some good players. We got this Nate Schmidt guy who's awesome, this defenseman. Way yeah. better than Tanev. He, he total upgrade. Well, right? we, uh, and I, did, you, did you mention Toffoli? He's gone as well. Toffoli's gone, yes. Toffoli, that was kind of a loss too. But again, we can't, you know, we did trade away a, a pick for him or, so, so, or whatever. I think it was a second round pick. But yeah. still, I would have liked to keep him especially at the dollar that he went there. So I don't know what Benning was doing there, but I can't dump on Benning anymore. Benning's done a good job. He put together this team. Yeah. And, and uh, can't fault them for these bad contracts. Yes, that was a long time ago. They're haunting us still. Well, we got they're still paying for Luongo. Fuck, they're like, what? For fucking Luongo, yeah. Retired. That, retired, yeah. We got fucked on that by the NHL. No <laughs> other team. Hosa, Hosa retiring, that didn't screw Chicago. That's bullshit. That should affect them too. But of course, yeah. they fucked us. But that's it is what it is. The Erickson thing's gonna come off. We're gonna get rid of Sutter. Don't worry. But we got this. We, we still got two superstar kids coming. This Pod Colson and Niles Hoglander. These kids are gonna be fighting for spots like quick, like next year, year after. Hoglander might be on the team this year, but uh, Pod Colson maybe one more year. His contract finishes, so he can probably come back and play here in March. These are good players that you know we're gonna have so many snipers that we'll have to trade somebody to just keep it down. You know, keep the cap down. Right. It's not a bad that's thing. A, that's a good position to be in. Yeah. Well, and it, then again, 
These guys that wanted us to lose that first round to get a draft pick. Some of these Canuck fans, come on. What the fuck you want a draft pick right now that. compared to making the play? The whole point is to make the playoffs. Right. right. Win, win the cup, man. Just win, win the, cup. the cup. Yes. You can't get the, the cup unless you get there. If you get there, it's a tournament. Anybody who wins St. Louis showed that Canucks fucking could have pulled it off. They were good enough to do it last year, which stunned everybody. But now look at that team with the confidence they got after the, the playoff run they went. But you got to look at it with a grain of salt, too, because this is COVID hockey. We're playing in one city. There's no travel. Part of the winning the Stanley Cup is the travel. You right. know, you're going West Coast playing seven game series. You're sleeping on the plane like that is tough. Grueling shit. That, oh yeah, grueling. And that's why you see these guys in tears when they win the Stanley Cup. It's such a long road to get there. Once you're from a kid, right, to playing Game Seven in the playoffs, it's such a long road, and it's it, that's why they get emotional when they win because it's so hard. But mm. the Canucks just gaining that experience. We're gonna. This is gonna be the tough times are gone. We're contending like now which is awesome, Yeah, which I really like. But, oh, yeah. you know, it, look how many fans left when we were all, oh, it was the Erickson and all this stuff, even Sadine's tail end of the career. It was, those were some bad times in Vancouver and just so much negativity from the local media just dumping on these guys. But finally, Benning had some picks that turned it around. He, con he constructed this team. We're getting good coaching, goaltending, defense. Look at this superstar defense. We've got a fucking Bobby R, or, sorry, in our lineup. Modern mm -hmm. day Bobby Orr. Which yeah, Vancouver no. has never had. We've never had a guy like this, right? We've had superstars, Pavel Burry, Trevor Linden, Sedins, Bertuzzi, but not a star-studded defense. This guy will be the best in the NHL right away. Top five for sure in his rookie year. I mean, we had Dana Merzen at one point, but, uh, you know. Yeah, Dana Merzen. Like, fuck, when I seen Dana Merzen play, I was just thinking, fuck, Tequila, you, you should have kept playing. You probably would have been better than Dana Merzen. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did you mention yeah. uh, uh, Vertanen's back too, right? We signed him for a yeah, two-year deal. Yeah, I think that's, that's going to be a signing trade, to be honest with Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you know, while he's got a pretty friendly contract, if other teams want him, I think they're going to dump him. He came in like a couple of times now, coming back out of shape. These local kids, when, they're, when you're the oh. Canucks, when you're Canucks and you're a local kid, you're the fucking star of the town. And I think it's been, he needs a change of scenery. I, and it'll be tough to see him go, but I just can't see him. He can't bump anybody. There's no. There's nobody else to bump. Yeah. Right? Even though he did, he did play okay. But I just think if he, how many chances do you have to give this kid? Right. Yeah. True enough. What are you hearing about the uh, the expansion Kraken? Yeah, the Kraken. Well, it's that's coming quick. Well, it just with COVID, everything through our. You know, we're supposed to be playing hockey right now. Right. Right. We're we're not, in the summer, that was weird. Like totally weird. So, and they're and and I'm hearing they're not going to be starting up the like this year until probably like next year well yeah january december january something like that but like yeah. imagine these teams imagine these teams that stopped playing last march okay so the team that didn't make the playoffs they didn't get to play in the spring or in the summertime it's almost now you can't play till january like i think of these guys that are coming to their last contract or somebody these fringe guys who are just waiting they're just close to there and then this comes along and fucking by the time you get to train it's just one more year and you're too old and you're out so that's a downside of this shit too. But did you hear what they're doing in the OHL? How yeah, no hitting. There? What the fuck is this that? Is, what are you doing? What is what that? What are you doing? That is, this is professional. These, like, these guys are going to be pros. They, they need that it's experience to get hit. Like you're going to go on a face-off. You're still face-to-face -face with these guys. You're still going to get in close. You're still, so what's the hazard? You know what I mean? Like body checking. Well, how is it any different? You're te testing. It's always testing. Look at the NHL bit. Was flawless in the bubble. What? Zero 
COVID cases we had, NHL? How many weeks was that? That was like nine weeks of summer where all these teams playing, all these guys, families coming and going, they test. You have to test, 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 test. Every day, wherever you go, you can travel, but closed arenas and you have a test. But then again, some of these, you know, these leagues aren't going to make it. If they don't have fans in the stands, a lot of these teams like the NLL, that's a league that's going to hurt, uh, oh, uh, yeah. WHL. If you can't have fans, fans pay a lot of this stuff, right? They buy the shirt, they buy the beer, they buy whatever, the parking. Right. They usually get everything. That's their income. If they don't have that, they're fucked. Where well, TV, that's the same could be said, though, of, of the NHL, too. Like, those guys need fucking fans in the building. They can't continue to pull off no fans. Like, Yeah, and you know what? I think they could do it because, look, at the, the sponsorship doesn't probably... Do, do it do it with the, like the movie theaters do. You got them six feet apart. Everyone has to wear masks. You got sanitizer. Just sanitize the shit out of the place. Make it testing where you got you can te test when you come in. Make yeah. it like that. Spread the people out, social distancing. I think they could do it. I, I, I heard that if they're going to do that for, and I, I would imagine it would be the same thing for a hockey game, but I've heard that if they're going to do that for like, um, you know, tours and stuff, if they're going through and playing at Rogers Arena or just the big arenas across North America. Yeah that instead of like the 15,000 to 18,000 it would normally hold, it would be something like 1,200 to 1,500 people. Yeah, yeah, just scale it back a little bit. But, that, but, imagine look, what those, our, but imagine what the ticket prices would be at that point then too. Well, of course, the, 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 especially the bigger name acts are going to be able to do it. The, the, the tickets are going to be 500 bucks, right? Like they're going to have to recoup their money. Yeah. And with a smaller crowd, they have to, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's right. a total loss for our whole scene, our poor Vancouver scene. It's just heartbreaking to see all these places, good places close. You know what I mean? And it's like, there's, what are we going to come back to? Like, there's so many people that we know, even in our industry that are just like, this is their only job and they have nothing now. And like, we can't, the last place that's going to be open to is the clubs. They're not, gonna, they're not opening for a long time. So that just kills the whole music industry together, which sucks. Yeah. I mean, right? uh, you know, I, I haven't done a show at the railway since, uh, March, I think. And, uh, and I don't think I'm going to be doing one until the new year at the, uh, at the earliest. Well, I'm just glad we got to play one of your shows there in uh, November of last right. year, which was awesome. Right. And just thankful that we got to do that because it's just, you know what I mean? There's so many people, like so many, even big name artists right now, reluctant to release material because it's almost like a waste. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. You're not going to Nobody tour, buys right? records, right? Nobody buys records. It's like, everyone, it's all, don't make money off that. You need to make money off tour revenue, shirts, t-shirt, oh, the whole works, right? Right. So like, look at Lamb of God. I'm not even really a fan of those guys, but they put out a pretty good album. That would have packed the place. Everywhere they went would be packed. So think of the money that they're losing just from releasing that album. Right. And during the COVID, knowing that you can't, you're never going to recoup what you would have if it wasn't COVID. Right, you know, of course. ACDC, yeah. look, look at ACDC coming back. How long, like, we got these guys just hanging on by a thread because they're so old, ready to do a tour and COVID comes. You know what I mean? Well, they got that new album coming out too that was just recorded here in, in Van. Yeah. Like it's, it's just so much is going to be wasted because of this and it just sucks. But like there, ha there has to be some blame for this. You know what I mean? Like this, this was let out somewhere and that, that's, you know, can't be nice. This is dealing with our health. Somebody did release this and we know where it came from. And it's not racist to say that you, the, this came from that area of the world. This is terrible that this happened. This was brought on us. This is nobody's fault. No Canadians are at fault for this. This is those guys that did this and released this, whatever, if it was uh, warfare, chemical warfare, whatever the hell it was, it got out of this lab. There's pictures that 
a famous president was in that lab one time in 2015, which is, makes me really nervous too. But it's, it's not anybody's fault. Look what we have to go to. Look at the addiction problems and the mental health problems of people, right? Like there's and domestic violence through the work, like through the roof, even in Canada. Like it's not just a state's problem. This is a Vancouver problem, right? Serious, mm-hmm. serious issues that is causing from these lockdowns, right? But even no, like even though we're like in phase three, there's going to be, it looks like another lockdown could potentially be coming. But still, we go to the store, we come back. We don't really, like my kid plays soccer. We do that, but if everything's really safe, everything's spaced out, which is fine. But there's no hanging around with parents. There's no, you know, we're not going for lunch afterward. There's nothing. It's just like, go soccer. You're just like robots. and got to go to the store. Right. And, and even when back. there is hanging out at the, you know, at the, at the, at the field or whatever, yeah. it's like you're six feet, 10 feet away from them. Yeah. So like you're like hanging out, right? Yeah. There's not like three strippers and you're in the hotel room and you got a big mountain of whatever, right? It's not, it's, it's not, not like, like the old days. Old days. Like, like not like the old days, bro. <laughs> Oh, I've been watching. I say, hey, what's uh? Can you remember the last show that you went to? The last show that I went to. What was the last show I went to? It was one of your shows. I was uh, I was trying to think about that as well. It was it was one of your shows. Which one was it? I went to one. I know I went to one after we played because remember I had to get my I had to get my surgery on my shoulder, right? Oh yeah, how's that going? By the way, that that's actually why I moved and did the move myself. So. The, the shoulder surgery is uh, back to normal. So, yeah, thank God. So you're back to shredding? Everything's oh, fine? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I, I, was, I was able to shred the whole time, but just the way that we get, you got to wear the shoulder strap because it was on the opposite shoulder. Yeah. So I could still play, but if you just moved around, it took like, the, it was a long road to recovery. It was like probably a month and a half, two months of just not being able to do much, right? Painful, yeah. too, dude. Painful. Most painful surgery I ever had. Yeah. Crazy. But it worked. It worked. Like they, they basically had this arthroscopic surgery, right? They put you in this chair. They had like four holes with this camera. Everything's done by camera now. Whatever they did totally worked. The pain that I was feeling before, like I couldn't even lift a kid out of the backseat of the car. Now I can carry all my guitars to and from the, the, the closet. Like most of the move that we just moved to our new place, half it was fucking gear. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I need a fucking roadie. So I'm a roadie now with a fucking bum shoulder carrying all this shit. Yeah. Right? But yeah. Wouldn't trade any of my gear for a million dollars. I just yeah. bought another guitar today. No, of course not. Yeah. You bought another guitar today? Is that what you just said? Yeah, another guitar today. Yeah. It's just ordered <laughs> another one. So it's coming in uh, June or uh, jo- uh, January. So January, middle of January is supposed to come. So it's a wow. fucking sweet guitar. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what, is, what is the plan for you guys for the next uh, little while? I guess laying low in Vancouver as we're still fucking knee deep in the COVID bullshit. Yeah, well, we definitely got screwed on. We were supposed to go on our annual uh, summer vacation to my wife's homeland in Bulgaria. And we got Bulgaria, fucked, yeah. Right? Yeah. We were supposed to go there. We got fucked because we're not going two weeks quarantine over there. No. Uh, for one week to come back to two weeks quarantine here. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. So we canceled. But, of course, the airline fucked us. We should have took the money back. They said, oh, no, take a coupon or whatever or rebook again. So we did that. We rebooked again. And, of course... They said, oh, yeah, it's the exact same cost. You get another ticket and uh, just rebook in August and you're good to go. Of course, we booked. They wanted an extra $800, these fucks. So we're going to try to go next year. Shady, shady pricks. Shady. Yeah, shady pricks because that whole industry is obviously crushed too. Like, look at the cruise ship. Cruise ship, you'll never see a cruise ship again after this. Like, who the fuck's even going to get on a cruise ship after this is, wow. So, like, just the economic impact of this is just throughout the world. But yeah, I'm still I mean, gonna risk it. I'll I'll wear the mask on the plane. Fuck it. I, I'd rather go by the black seed. Black seed is beautiful. That's where we're gonna retire. 
Oh yeah. Can't wait to move there. Yes. Definitely yeah. moving there. Love the black sea. Don't like being so close to Turkey because I will look like an American to behead me for looking like this, but I'll still play guitar really well. Right. Yeah. Just hope for the best. Right. Yeah. No, I think that uh, I was just talking to my mom uh, this morning and, 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 you know, we both kind of agreed that, that probably the best thing that's going to come out of this COVID is the fact that, you know, all these employees have now shown their bosses for fucking six months, eight months, a year, whatever it turns out to be that, you know, that they don't need to be at the job Monday to Friday, nine to five, you know, I, I've just, yeah, shown exactly. you, I, don't, I don't need yeah. to be there. So like yeah. when, when, when everything comes, goes back to normal, you know, do you really need to go back to your job Monday to Friday, nine to five, or could you maybe just go, you know, Monday and Friday and then have work from home Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, or how totally could do it. This is the test pilot for that, right? This totally it, is the test pilot for it. Right? Exactly. So that's what, you know, that's probably the best thing to come out of this garbage is, well, is that, you know, that you, you probably could potentially work a little bit from home now. You know, and once we get back to normal, like, too, like, look at how many times we greet people. Like, I, I've been to Switzerland where they're like total strangers. You go to a club and you meet some girls. They come and they kiss you on the cheek, on both cheeks. It's awesome. Right. Loved it. it. Every time I, when I was in Switzerland, I loved that. I like shaking hands when I meet people. Obviously, you can't do that now. But no. the good thing about this is that the hand hygiene is through the roof. Everybody's washing now which is good because I've been to Metro Town. I've seen how many people leave the washroom without washing their fucking hands. Disgrace. Disgusting. Now, you don't see that anymore. Yeah. Right? So, bad. at least it improves some scumbags because look at you. You never touch. The whole, always the rule on SkyTrain, don't touch the pole. You don't know who's fucking yeah. touched, banged what and that, touching the fucking pole. That, that's right? a $50. So, I, I bet you won't lick the pole, you know, with, <laughs> yeah, with your buddies. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the one thing is I definitely wonder, like these, these poor people in uh, the downtown east side with all these addiction problems and all these problems, how come COVID didn't strike? That's what I wonder. Is their immune system built up so strong against all this shit because they're living on the street that they just don't get it? Like I'm, there's like 13,000 people down there. No COVID. Yeah. You, how does you, that? I don't get, I don't get that part. Right. You would think that it would just thing. be running rampant through that. Well, of course, because it, especially since they're living on the street doing so much bad things and just their immune system is built up. But imagine being soaking wet in cold. Those guys don't have anywhere to go. They're homeless. Mm. You know what I mean? You'd think that COVID would just attack their respiratory system and you think it would be just through the roof, just wipe them all out. But no, nothing. So somebody's got that answer. Ask Dr. Barney Henry about that one. <laughs> Dr. Bonnie Henry. Oh man, she started off as a little saint and uh I think that people started seeing through that. Well, and you know what? She was buying into that fucking bullshit in the states too. Look at the states. COVID this, COVID that, all these anti-Trump people, but yet they went to a, a protest with like 100,000 people and then they started relaxing the COVID rules. You can't have anybody over for Thanksgiving dinner, but if you go to a protest up to a thousand people, yes, you can go. It, she was doing that here because there was protests. No, right. protests up to a hundred people. Fuck off. As soon as she said that, like I had respect for her. I was cheering for her. I did that seven o'clock fucking cheer for our medical yep. services people. They're awesome. We love them, right? Yep. Obviously. But I started seeing through her too. That's the thing. Look at all the facts, people. When you survey these people, don't believe everything you hear right away. Get some facts first because I could see right through her what she was doing as soon as she said it's okay to protest. Well, it's not. And I can't only that have problem. my family over. I can't bury my poor uncle Art, our beloved uncle Art. I can't even have a funeral. He's got all these friends. His poor wife, my aunt Holly, is just devastated by this. It's awful. You know what I mean? Salute right. to my uncle Art, by the way. Rest in peace. Yes, Art, brother. Rest in peace, man. 
yeah, and of course they they let um, you know our kids are uh, fuck man. I, I don't even know what my bubble is now, dude. With my two kids in school, and you know, fuck man, when they when the kids go to to the the playground and shit, it's not that they're not even trying to social distance. They're crawling on each other. Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. and that's and that's just kids being kids. Like we did the back to school in June. And it was like a, because I knew it wasn't going to go away. We're going to have to do this in September. Why not just get them ready? It's good to have some, you got to see other kids when you're a kid. That mental health can really fuck kids over. Oh, yeah. So you need the interaction. They can't just be mommy and daddy playing. You got to give them friends. And that's why we, when we went to school, he just started developing so much better. Right. And of course they, they want to touch each other and they miss each other. They want to hug. And that's just the way kids are. You can still let them do that, but you spread them out. It, like, just like we do in soccer, they're tackling each other. But of course we come up, hey guys, come on, let's stay, let's stay back. We've had no positive cases, right? But again, at school, we're starting to hear the odd positive case coming out of school. That's right. So we haven't had it at our school, but I've heard in Burnaby, right? I know some other parents we work with that uh, yanked their kids uh, as soon as they heard that, right? So again, the parents have to stay home to watch the kids so the parents aren't working. But like you said about the work, everybody's adapting week i could totally work just with my phone and my laptop i don't even have to be there ever i can go collect the sheets every now and then but yeah i i, I for sure i know my wife doesn't need to be there either yeah and we can still work that's the silver but line. I, i'd much rather i'd much rather work i'd much rather get Bucks. out of this and just go back to the regular right? i know same man and, and as you much know. as it's nice to be at home and kind of you know work yeah. in your pajamas and smoke a joint and fucking chill and you know have a coffee and just fucking put your feet up and stuff like i would much rather go into bcit hang out you know be more hands-on with the students and that kind of shit and yeah i feel that man <laughs> Well, what's the, what's the status of that? Like, are they uh, are they at capacity, or what are they doing? Well, no, we're all online, bro. It's all BC, BCIT, all fully online. It's yeah, with the with the exception, like for the radio program, with the exception of the uh, on air person, the news, the sports. That's it. So, three jobs of the forty two students uh, are in the building, and that's it. And you're in the building only to be in the building and do your shift and get the fuck out. And there's yeah. like UV lights on and all the studios to blast all the, you know, uh, COVID disinfection and all that kind of shit. And, um, but yeah, no teachers, man. Uh, I'm, I'm there. I go at like nighttime and I like blast out some logs. So they got music and fucking commercials to play and shit. But like, I'm doing yeah. it when nobody's in the building. Right. Uh, uh all of my stuff is this all one-on-one -on -one stuff, uh, FaceTiming and shit. Like weird. It's a weird time. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is a weird time. But it is like people are starting to, you know, like we had a staggered schedule, I know, at ours. But uh, again, yeah, I, we still we're, we we still do our little, we'll walk to the park, whatever. We still try to stay active with, you know, yeah, just same. the day-to-day -day stuff. But yeah, it's still, still not, there's no parties. There's, there's no, you know, there's no relatives coming for dinner. There's none right. of that, which sucks, right? Yeah, no, I know it sucks, right? It's, it's bound to turn, we've got to make a turn here sometime got to yeah because it's probably uh there's probably they're saying a third wave probably after this so wow what's on the agenda for you for tonight for the rest of the night uh i'll probably uh, i got some new strings here today so i gotta uh, string up a oh. guitar and probably sounds play like, with a kid for a little bit sounds like somebody's gonna roll a big fat joint <laughs> yeah maybe maybe not no comment no comment <laughs> no comment <laughs> uh, let's wrap this up man where where can people easy easily find you you're accessible where do you hang out most on social media you're at mr tequila rant on twitter 
yeah, I'm on there. I usually answer all the uh, the threatening yeah. hate mail that I get uh, through there. Yeah, but uh, I like, especially during Canuck season, we're always on Twitter, solely on Twitter because so many Canuck fans are on there. But yeah. uh, usually we're on Facebook too. So look for Mr. Keela on there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else to add before we wrap this up? No, I think we, uh, I think we're all caught up on uh, current events, but, uh, look for yeah. those Vancouver Canucks. They're going to be, uh, something special. And, Fuck yeah. uh, I can't wait to go to the games. Like, uh, I'm really missing the games. It was good watching on TV, but definitely missed the in, the in-game experiences. Oh, second to none at Rogers arena. Let, let me wrap it up with this. What did you think of the fake crowd noise during the playoffs? It was like, you kind of got to do it, but it's, yeah, well, everyone knows that there's nobody there. So it's like, yeah, you got to, you're trying to simulate it, but. Dude, that bugged me something fierce, man. That fucking bugged me big time. Yeah, well, the the cardboard cutout, that was stupid. And these, even the NBA, look how many, look how their ratings just tanked. Yeah. Um, Absolutely tanked, so it's i don't know you need fans at least even limited to five thousand, whatever let, at least let some fans come in and it, it makes having even just a couple people there at least when yeah. they score it's exciting we're on tv Maybe. you know it's like ah the crowd noise it's like it's phony shit right <laughs> totally i know it's like fuck off guys come on yeah right, and, when, uh, and, when, and when the music scene opens up again everybody has to go support because these guys are starving and these venues need everyone's money so go to the venues when they open up again yeah, of course. I mean, the, 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 me not being able to do the, the railway shows is, you know, I tossed around the idea of just pausing this podcast because they are my main sponsor. And if, you know, if that money's not coming in, that means that all the, the shit that I was, uh, you know, pushing out to other people to help me with like social media posts or making videos and stuff for me, like all that shit. Now I do it on my own. I'm back to fucking no help. And, uh, you know, I just don't have the time to do it. So I almost stopped doing the podcast because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally area. It's, yeah. it's such a, such a terrible thing, but you know what? We're going to beat this. We're going to beat this thing. Oh, yeah. We're all going to be getting back to normal eventually. Uh, hopefully there's a vaccine that everyone can take. Uh, that's uh, they've done the clinical trials over one year. That makes me nervous, but yeah. uh, I, I, I would take, I get the flu shot, you know, as long as it doesn't kill me, then I can still play guitar. I'll take the shot. All right, Tequila. Have a great night, brother, and uh, I guess we'll see you online. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca. Attention, fans of fairy tales that are magical, hilarious, and grim. The award-winning Pinna Original Podcast, Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, has new episodes out now. While you've probably heard of the Brothers Grimm, you've never heard these tales told in quite this way. I'm Adam Gidwitz, best-selling and Newbery Honor author of Books for Children, and in Grimm, Grimmer, Grimmest, I share the real, weird, grim fairy tales with real, weird, hilarious kids. In each episode, you not only get to hear a story, but you also get to enjoy this group guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and sharing their own perspectives on the tales. Also, heckling me. They love to heckle me. The episodes are rated on a scale from grim to grimmer to grimmest, so there's always a great variety of tales to explore with your family. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. 